0: Hello, and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that explores compelling themes in some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Brittany. I'm Chris. And this week, we are looking at loneliness in Lord of the Rings.
1: Yes. So how do you handle loneliness when you experience that in your life?
0: Hmm. Well, since on the spectrum of introverted to extroverted, I'm more on the side of extroverted. Mm Mm-hmm. I was just telling my friend yesterday, I was like, yeah, even though I think I'm probably less extroverted than I was, say, five years ago, Mm -hmm. still the idea of just completely living by myself sounds like horrible to me. (laughs) Yeah, I would not enjoy that at all. So what do I do? I see people, I guess. But actually, I think part of it, too, has diminish some because i have my kitty and Mm -hmm. so since she's like always there whenever i'm home because since i work from home a lot i think that does help like having another being that i'm interacting with and then yeah i think having conversations even if i don't get to see a person even if i don't get to see someone in person Mm -hmm. like chatting with them on texting or some sort of messaging app I think, does help as well. But other than that, if people aren't readily available, probably just zoning out and watching something or reading Mm. something. That makes sense. What about you?
1: Yeah, I am much more introverted than you are. Mm -hmm. And so for me, loneliness kind of comes about when I have been too isolated for like a long period of time. And then I kind of get this exercise in extremes where I try to reach out and just do stuff all the time with people but then I get so exhausted with that social effort Mm -hmm. that I then come back and spend so much time in further isolation and I kind of yeah live this life of either intense socialization or intense isolation is what I've done often in the worst case examples of, of when I felt loneliness and things like that because texting and, and, and video calls and things like that don't really work for me, in part because I'm a millennial and that kind of stuff gives me anxiety and I don't like mm-hmm. it as a way of communication generally.
0: But millennials are supposed to like that. <laughs> no, you are not. You're you were born in the millennial time, but you don't really operate like a millennial, let's be real. I
1: mean, I do because I prefer texting to calling, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I, but I don't do that as often as other people and I don't, I'm not on Instagram or stuff like that. So yes true Uh, (laughs) but yeah but i think it's it's just uh it's interesting how sometimes me being lonely can make me act in ways that increase my loneliness by like overextending my my socializing in short bursts Mm -hmm. that then don't really address the core issues of why i'm feeling lonely
0: yeah that makes sense
1: yeah well, why don't we move on and start- now
0: you live with me, so you're never lonely. It's true. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> maybe annoyed, but never lonely.
1: No, no, Now, and, and that's true. Like, you mentioned how living alone would be very difficult for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't really have a problem with that. And...
0: Are you are trying to tell me something? <laughs> <laughs> no, but,
1: like, we, we've had to handle, like, I need to, like, put aside introvert time sometimes, yeah. right? Because I just need that time to myself, and so... Yeah, it, it, probably for me, just in the way that I operate, it's easier to be living alone than living with other people, but obviously I get quite a bit out of living with you, and I'm very happy to do so.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we go into our analysis of Lord of the Rings?
0: Okay, sounds good. So, let's go to our quote. So this quote comes from the movie version of *The Two Towers*, and it is Gollum talking to his Sméagol self.
1: You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. And yeah, that's that's really just so sad so to see. Mean. It's 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 so mean. <laughs> it's just it's so sad that. Your other self is the one telling you that you don't have any friends and nobody likes you, right? Like, Mm -hmm. talk about insecurities.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, but I think it's also kind of cool in terms of looking at self-talk, you know? Mm -hmm. And the, the things that we're saying to ourselves and the way that we're seeing things. I mean, sadly, it is kind of true for Gollum, right? But for a lot of people the The messages that they tell themselves aren't always 100% accurate, but mm. it can make them feel so much worse.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting having the kind of division between Gollum and Smeagol mm-hmm. that we see, where we see kind of two sides of an entity interacting. And yeah, I think it's it's interesting to be able to see how the mean part of him kind of reflects how we can be mean to ourselves often
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah yeah poor golem
1: poor golem it's so sad and so well done Andy Circus is such an amazing job
0: he really did yeah <laughs> that would be the hard thing if they ever redo these movies at mm-hmm. some point with Andy Circus.
1: <laughs> I mean it's motion capture maybe 80 year old Andy Circus will still be doing a great <laughs> golem <laughs> that's totally true <correct.
0: laughs> yeah Well, do we move on to whatever character you're bringing? Sure. Uh,
1: I thought it'd be interesting to talk about Treebeard.
0: Yeah, I thought that you were probably going to bring Treebeard. I don't know why. I was like an ent. That sounds like Chris. Yes. I mean, that sounds like you as a person, but (laughs) it sounds like who you would bring.
1: I do appreciate the Ents quite a bit. And I think this is an interesting theme to to look at them through. Because Treebeard is also called Fangorn right he, he is this forest and that forest is such an example of the changes across time and particularly the changes brought upon by industrialization as exemplified through the orcs and Saruman and such right mm-hmm. but he so so Treebeard loses more and more and more of his people and that ultimately is, is something that that Sparks him going into the war itself, right? It, it creates the action for the Ents, but that's just the long, the last thing in a long line of, of him losing people. You know, obviously mm-hmm. with the Ent wives also being lost, being an important part of that, and and seeing kind of that loneliness that can come with losing not only partners or the possibility of partnerships, but losing a huge swath of your society and your community, and I think it's interesting because a lot of the Ents that we see, Treebeard in particular, we don't see them really acting as communal beings, right? They have to come from far away when they come together for the Ent moot. They spend 18 hours just introducing themselves and seeing how they Mm -hmm. are, right? In particular because they're Ents, but also, you know, I imagine because they they aren't communicating a lot, right? They're not
0: even used to interacting.
1: Exactly. And... I think that the way they describe the Entwives as more like gardeners, it sounds to me, or I kind of imagine my head with my headcanon that the Entwives were the more communal part of their society, of their community, right? Where they mm. they were the ones who would think about ideas of communal projects of you know settling down and saying this is going to be our garden, we are going to work together on building this. Whereas the, the male Ents would just kind of be wanderers going off and doing their own thing, right? You can obviously also see some gendered implications <laughs> here in what Tolkien was doing. but
0: The privilege, taking their gap years. <laughs> exactly.
1: But I think it's just an interesting idea to look at through the lens of loneliness. Because, like, for me, as someone who is not good at reaching out, typically, like, in my day-to-day life, there's lots of people who I love spending time with. But I don't reach out and text, text them or, or say when we should be hanging out. Right? I kind of wait for, for them to come to me for my own issues. But I can imagine how losing those people who are good at that in your community can increase that kind of loneliness to, to such a degree. We see Treebeard and the other Ents really at the end of their rope in a lot of ways. And I think that living for centuries without that community is, yeah, something that I can really see a lot of loneliness in.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because they, they're they supposed to be, what, called shepherds of the forest, mm. right? And so maybe that's one of the reasons that they are so spread apart. Mm. Because they're supposed to be looking after the forest and doing these different things. I guess in the books, Treebeard has Quickbeam, right? Mm. So he's around and he's like younger, but... Yeah, that's the only one you really see him interact with, besides at the, the gathering.
1: Yeah, and even that is mostly to, kind of have someone taking care of Pippin and Merry, right? Well, I while mean, at least that's what then. what they do yeah. when
0: they're there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, but that that's just an interesting concept. That definitely, when I was thinking about lonely characters and and lonely peoples in in Middle Earth, that just came to mind. Mm.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. What plot did you bring?
0: So I was thinking about when Frodo's talking with Galadriel Mm -hmm. and she says to be a ring bearer is to be alone. And I was thinking about how it makes a lot of sense because you have this power and you have this responsibility that others around you don't have. And that can be isolating and it also seems like you potentially have worries and burdens that other people don't have and you can definitely see it in golem you can definitely see it in frodo and you don't so much see it in sam but he only has it for a very short amount of time mm-hmm. and so i was thinking about it uh, this idea of loneliness coming from these burdens and in some ways like for frodo i think he does have so much more isolation even when others are around him because of the trauma that he experiences from mm. this ring and the extreme pressure that's on him and yeah this heavy burden and you see almost like the the loneliness, and then what that loneliness, like how it kind of corroded Gollum. And then you see it happening to Frodo, and you don't get to see it happen to Sam yet, mm-hmm. but you see it to like different degrees for like how long they've had the ring and how long that this has been a part of of their experience. And so I was just thinking how, even though she says that, and even though it makes a lot of sense, I really like how in the series... Sam breaks through that and even though Frodo was trying to go off on his own because that was the only safe way, mm. right? But Sam just refused to let that happen and he stayed with him and then even when you have Gollum join the group, he found I think some amount of understanding and companionship with Frodo. Mm. And so I like seeing that kind of breaking of that cycle of loneliness just by others not going away and not giving up on someone.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that is such a great place to end that first movie is on Sam coming with him, right? Mm -hmm. Because it is just such a great moment. And it, it does mean so much because... As Frodo says later, he wouldn't have made it so far without Sam. And Sam is not the hero that Frodo is, but he plays such a vital part in Frodo's journey. And I just love that so much about the series. And I love that Frodo and Sam have such a strong relationship, and that while Frodo is absolutely isolated by his relationship with the ring... Sam continues to be there for him, right? Sam mm-hmm. does not, doesn't abandon him, doesn't shake him off, doesn't react negatively to losing Frodo or Frodo becoming distant or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. He He's always there to help him and it's just why Sam is the best boy.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's an interesting part too, the fact that Some things are just automatically isolating, but then there's also the part where it's like isolating yourself Mm. because it becomes increasingly hard to interact with others, and so it's just easier if you don't have to try. But Sam being the loyal friend that he is, is just like, no, I'm sorry. I'm coming along anyway.
1: (laughs) Mm. Well, that kind of comes into my, my compelling question.
0: Oh, yeah. What is that?
1: Do you think that in Lord of the Rings, loneliness has to correspond with being alone?
0: I don't think it has to correspond with being alone. I imagine Sayodin could have felt very lonely as he was like kind of strangely possessed-ish by Soderman. I think in some ways Aragorn probably could have felt lonely being a ranger he he is spending a lot of the time alone but even when he's not and you know maybe he's in rivendell or interacting with other people or obviously knows gandalf and you know has spent time with several different communities throughout the years but yeah he always did i don't know kind of seem a little lonely Mm. yeah i mean part of that could also be his longer life and yeah and i think definitely the With the trio that I was talking about earlier, like, I think all of them experience loneliness throughout their journey into Mordor, even though they're together. Mm. Because I could definitely see also Sam feeling lonely as he sees his friend slipping away. Mm. What were you thinking?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely saw a lot of that. I think that leadership in Lord of the Rings can often bring loneliness with it. and I think that Eowyn's another character who I could see being very lonely, even as she's surrounded by family and and others.
0: Yeah, because part of loneliness is people understanding who you are. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like anybody really understood who she was.
1: Yeah, agreed. And, And I think on the other side of that, too we see Golem who's alone for five hundred years or whatever Mm -hmm. and so happy that way. Yeah. He strives in that. He doesn't I don't think he feels loneliness. You know, he has the ring. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then on the other hand, I see him developing a second side to his personality. And is that a culmination of of his loneliness, right? Mm -hmm. Is that he is so alone that he has to develop and give voice to this other side of him? Or is that something that's brought on by the ring itself? Um,
0: yeah, that's funny because now you're getting into my question, oh, let's, let's hear it. which is how do you think the ring and the ring bearer interact with loneliness? Like, does the ring increase the loneliness or does it decrease the loneliness of the ring bearer?
1: Mm, interesting. Well, I think it certainly isolates the ring bearer. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that it does that purposefully. Yes. Um, To help make them more vulnerable. So I guess part of it would would really be based off of what the, the Ring's intentions are. Because I don't know if Sauron would be isolated in that way because he would want to isolate himself. Mm-hmm. Because he, he doesn't believe in, in having those kind of connections. Yeah. And so for him, it wouldn't necessarily be isolating, though it would be maintaining that isolation. And then for Golem, it was isolating for him, and and, you know, we see him being banished or what have you, but again he seems to be pretty cool with that it, it definitely is not a joyful life but it is a life where he is he has what is most precious to him mhm and as for the ring uh i don't know that's that's interesting to think about the ring as as sentient in a way of it having those kinds of feelings and and thoughts it definitely seems to not want to be without a ring bearer Mhm. Right. But it also wants to be brought back to Sauron. So, yeah. What were you thinking?
0: Yeah, yeah, I was I was thinking about that too because yeah, it does seem to kind of play with loneliness differently depending on who the ring bearer is. Mm. And I think for Gollum, it seemed like the ring was his companion. Mm. And for Fredo, I think it's opposite. He's burdened by this. I mean, he still comes, becomes fixated on it, mm-hmm. right? But, like, it's still a burden. I don't think it actually provided him with companionship. Mm. It more broke his bonds with other people. Yeah. Whereas Smeagol, yes, it was because of the ring. The other bonds were broken, but... It wasn't it didn't have the same hold on him at that point when his whole community kicked him out. Mm. And so I wonder how much of his loneliness or his his lack of seeming loneliness was because he didn't really have anyone to go back to anyway.
1: Yeah, and that's a really interesting point too, because I, I also see kind of combining our questions, I see Golem as, as not being lonely when he was on his own necessarily. Mm-hmm. But still reacting so strongly the com- to the community he finds with Frodo, because he sees someone else who has experienced the mm-hmm. ring. And exactly, I think that that is really telling. And and again, as we talked about previously, that that betrayal from Frodo, I think hits so hard against Gollum because he did find community in a way that he hadn't had for centuries, and maybe had never had,
0: mm-hmm. and never
1: even wanted, but now that he had it, it meant so much to him.
0: hmm And a part of me does kind of wonder if the ring does find companionship in anyone, mm. and it's just like, no one's as good as Sauron for the ring, but... Yeah, he's a cool bro. <laughs> but, yeah, I just kind of wonder... Because Gollum did have the ring for so long and it didn't abandon him before when there would still be orcs that would go through, Mm. you know, like it could have, but it didn't until Bilbo came along. So yeah, it's interesting, but it is interesting also that the absence of the ring, even after it's destroyed, still seems to affect loneliness in Frodo Mm. because of what he's experienced Yeah, no one else can really understand. The only person who probably would have been able to understand was Gollum and and died. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now I'm also just thinking about, like, if the script on the ring actually just said best bros. But (laughs) because Sauron has no best bro other than the ring itself, he didn't, it wasn't like one of those ones that breaks apart and each person gets one. Mm. He just gets it all to himself. Mm -hmm. Best bros. Him and his ring. Yeah.
0: Made with blood <laughs> and cruelty. Exactly. <laughs> Someone should make best bros rings. I know, right? That, like, look like the Ring of Power.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or at least some fan art.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what about a missed opportunity? What was, what was your missed opportunity regarding loneliness in Lord of the Rings?
0: So my missed opportunity is that I would assume... Sauron would actually be really lonely Mm. and that's never explored at all Sauron in general is a pretty flat character you don't know very much about him and he's just an evil dude who wants evil things doesn't care about anything except power Mm -hmm. and like how long was it since like he first had you know a couple thousand years or whatnot that that he was just alone and didn't even have his best bro ring you know yeah and i think that it's a missed opportunity because if there was more humanness to him if there was some desire there other than power Mm. i think he would yeah it would just enrich the story and be a much more he would be a much more compelling villain totally i don't know exactly how they that Tolkien would have done that but they at least could have done it in story form or something because there's so much like stories and songs so like if there was legends about something because it's not like you can really show much with just a flaming eye but Mm. or if there was like I don't know even something with the Palantirs as he was communicating and interacting with people yeah if there was something more there
1: yeah yeah agreed Funnily enough, mine is similar, but in the opposite direction, because I feel like they don't really explore that element of Gandalf's character.
0: Mm, I was right? thinking about him too, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and Gandalf, I think, is an amazing character. I wouldn't say he's flat, but I would say that they mm-hmm. don't explore much about the nuances of his character. We know that he's clever. We know that he's learned. We know that he's powerful. We know that he's wise, that he's funny, you know, all these kinds fireworks. of things. He likes fireworks. He likes fireworks, likes to smoke on the
0: pipe. He's a troublemaker.
1: Yeah. but. We don't know much, we see some of his doubts, particularly, and, and his uh, the effects of the betrayal by Saruman, but we don't see a lot of the kind of hardships that he goes through, and I think that loneliness would be a part of that. He, mm-hmm. he is part of this order, and he has this relationship with Saruman, clearly, but that's not really a friendship, and his relationships with Radagast and the Blue Wizards are never really touched on. Uh, really intensely and not to mention his relationships with those where he comes from, the other Mm. Maiar and Valar and what have you, you know, what that means for him and what it means for him to have been separated from that for centuries and to have this mission that he's here and the relationships that he has, that they're all going to be gone once they die because he's going to, other than the elves, you know, he's more long-lived than anyone else. And so I think that that is something I would love to see more of We don't hear a lot of character thoughts in the book outside of Frodo's and Sam sometimes. And I I wish that we could have seen a bit more of that from Gandalf because he is such an interesting character with such an interesting backstory. It would have been really, really cool to see see a bit more of how he relates to others or doesn't. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm because even he likes bilbo a lot and bilbo likes him a lot mm-hmm. but how much time passes between when gandalf has been there and the same goes from when gandalf's there and then when he comes back to tell frodo about the ring and everything it seems like in so many of his relationships there's so much time that passes between mm-hmm. and part of that is also the reality of a world that isn't industrialized with roads and you know right. or like the have cars or really fast modes of transportation and things like that they're like riding horses which Mm. takes quite a while and so yeah there's just so much more time on your own but it'd be interesting to see how he actually feels about it
1: Mm. yeah well i guess we can go on to our takeaways
0: yes my takeaway is probably i know this is probably too often my takeaway. But I kinda wanna like look for it more Mm -hmm. and see if there are more instances that could really shine like loneliness if I'm thinking about it when I'm watching the movies or reading the books. Because when I think of loneliness in Lord of the Rings, I think of Gollum Mm
1: -hmm. and I think
0: of Frodo. And there isn't as many characters that just like scream that out to me. And so I think it would be it would be interesting to intentionally take note of it and see where else it it might be.
1: Yeah, I I think that my takeaway is similar because I think that it's that loneliness is not dealt directly in these books and and maybe it's just because it's not a theme that, that Tolkien really wanted to explore or intentionally wanted to explore. But I do think that it can be seen in certain ways. I think one of the ways that we haven't talked about was in framing The Hobbit as the journey to the Lonely Mountain. And mm-hmm. seeing the loneliness of societies, right? The mm-hmm. dwarves versus the humans and the elves and the orcs and all these people who aren't coming together until they need to at the very end. And seeing the kind of loneliness there, I think, is is another interesting place. But I think that so much of that is mood, right? Saying that we're going to the Lonely Mountain and, and you know, these these glimpses of, of the history of the dwarves and what's happened to their their society is kind of still submerged underneath the other plots going on. And they're the themes that are kind of more in your face in these stories. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I guess I I think that this is one of those themes that you kind of have to look for. And it's not that it's not there, but I don't think it was kind of high on Tolkien's priority list (laughs) as he was writing.
0: Yeah, it was funny because I was thinking about The Lonely Mountain and I was like, is there something here? <laughs> and why is it called that? But I looked it up quickly on Wikipedia and I was like, I don't know. It doesn't it's Just
1: the s- only mountain around there, so Well,
0: it just the, yeah, so it said that it was translated from this other word oh, and and it didn't really give a reason why. But it did make me think is small lonely. Mm. You know? And like does his greed, his intense greed lead him to loneliness because there for many, many, many years.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good question. I think that that'll be something that I hope in my next read through The Hobbit, which I'm much less familiar with than the Core Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. uh, that'd be something interesting to look at.
0: Yeah. Okay, so a fun tidbit is that the International Astronomical Union Names mountains on one of Saturn's moons, uh, the moon called Titan. Mm. They name the mountains. Well, Thanos it. is from. Shush.
1: No, that is the one that Thanos is from in the comics. But anyway, sorry, continue.
0: He's from the moon of Saturn.
1: Yeah, he's from our solar system. Huh. That's why he's called Thanos, the Mad Titan, or Thanos of Titan, oh. and that's where they go at the end of Infinity War. To fight him, like they go to his home planet. That's yeah, Titan.
0: I didn't know that, that was the Saturn. Moon, Saturn. Oh, huh. Anyways, okay, so this super nerdy. International Astronomical Union names the different moons after different mountains in the Lord of the Rings.
1: The mountains on on Titan.
0: On Titan. Gotcha. And so they named one after the Lonely Mountain.
1: That's wonderful. I know. Under I that very much. And that's much.
0: why I was like, that's a fun tidbit.
1: They would be nerds in that kind of organization.
0: <laughs> it is a union. Exactly. They're willingly joining <laughs> this thing. That's so cool. Yes. <laughs>
1: Under which one he was Born in, maybe he was born in Kazadun.
0: He'd like to wish he was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, can you bring up what we'll be discussing next week when we return to The Hunger Games?
0: Sure. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be looking at despair.
1: It won't be dark at all.
0: <laughs> it's great that we're currently reading Mockingjay. All right, seriously.
1: Oh, dear. So that episode will come out not next week. We're going to take a week off because we'll be going to Comic-Con.
0: Yeah, because this wonderful co-host of mine is presenting.
1: Yeah, so I will be presenting a uh, on a panel about academic papers and discussions of the X-Men. Mine will be on looking at the new mutants through themes of violence and trauma as a coming-of-age piece of fiction. So,
0: yeah. yeah. So we will be there, so we won't have an episode next week, but we will be posting a, an episode for our patrons mm. so if you're one of our patrons you won't have to miss us
1: <laughs> and uh we also will do some some work at comic con we're hoping to, to release something special from what, what we're up to there too so keep keep an eye on the feed and on our social media and you'll see all sorts of stuff that we'll be up to yeah well thanks for listening to this week's episode of geek between the lines you can find us on social media by searching for geek between the lines on facebook instagram twitter or pinterest you can also go to our website, bit.ly slash Geek the Lines, or go to our Patreon site at patreon.com slash Geek the Lines. We also want to thank Kimberly Taylor-Pastel at Lacelet for designing our logo. You can find her designs at lacelet.com or searching for Lacelet on Instagram or Facebook. And we want to thank you again for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Until then, geek out! out.